Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship, event sponsorship, and how digital is affecting the industry. I'm your co-host, Nick Lawson, co-founder of a company called Squad. We're helping sports teams and events connect fans to sponsors digitally through digital activations. As always with me here, uh, Rich Frank Franklin, the Senior Director of Partnerships for the Oakview Group and the Coachella Valley Firebirds, not the Thunderbirds, as I got it wrong <laughs> last week. So I, Firebirds. I was, I, I was waiting for you to give the wrong name again this week, but you congratulations. Yes. I was so proud of myself. Firebirds. I was so proud of myself last week for say for for doing for saying uh, getting your title mm. correct that I totally forgot and said the Thunderbirds, which were the arch rival of the Portland Winterhawks. So Brain's been yeah. <laughs> brain's been a little bit fried here, but um. No, you know what? I mean, it's a it's a long title. I I got Oakview Group in there, which is the parent organization. I've got uh, Coachella Valley Arena, which is the building in which we are going to play, and then uh, Coachella Valley Thunderbirds, which is the Thunderbirds. Now I'm saying it, uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds, which is the team that's going to be playing in there. So, <clears throat> I mean. Hey, I work here, and, and as you can see, even I mess it up sometimes, so yeah. no big deal. Exactly. Um, well, excited to dive in this week. Um, you know, although a lot of teams are kind of in season right now, um, but as you always say, Rich, there's no off offseason uh, for prospecting. It should be a 365 thing. But um, talking with a few teams and some some items came up when trying to renew sponsorship, that really was around the idea of partnership plateau. And that's just the idea of a partner spends X amount of dollars. They've spent X amount of dollars every year, let's say for the past four years. And there's really been nothing that you can do to up their spend or up their investment on their end. So um, mm-hmm. this week we wanted to dive into pl- partnership plateau and really just kind of throw it over to you, Rich. You know, when a partner just gets so comfortable spending a certain amount what are some tactics that we can use in partnerships to really get them to up their investment and up their spend? Well, I think the first thing you got to do, Nick, is take a look at the situation as the <clears throat> as the seller in this situation and say to yourself, why are they not increasing their investment with me? Is it because I'm not asking for it? And I think that a lot of uh, a lot of sellers and a lot of teams would be surprised at how often the answer is, well, actually, no, you know, I'm not asking for it. Um, So I think step number one is to assess the situation and say, you know, first of all, understand that all of your expenses are going up. And so that $20,000 gross deal is netting you less and less and less each year. So you gotta be looking for ways to, to bump that, um, uh, that investment and it's happening everywhere, especially right now. Uh, great example, dollar tree stores are now a dollar 25 tree stores. I mean, they, they had to take their prices up for a dollar to a buck and a quarter. Right. So first of all, understand that this is something that you have to address. You can't just keep that investment static. Now, what I will say is if there is a way that you want to keep that investment Static, but perhaps switch assets around because sometimes you know twenty thousand. Just let's just 
pull that number, you know, from wherever with a flashlight. Uh, let's just say that's the number. They're comfortable at $20,000. You can keep that investment the same, but if you're, if it's in the same assets and those assets keep appreciating in value, but the investment stays the same, you're, you're making less money or you're leaving money on the table. So the first thing I would say is, why is this the case? Is this because I'm not asking for more? Is it because I'm not providing or showing the value of what it is that I'm providing? Um, so after you've done that assessment, say to yourself, okay, you know, how do we want to approach this? Um, sure, the, the, the best thing to do would be to, when you sign your next deal, have it be a multi-year deal and put an escalator in there. Uh, you know, three, four, five percent a year is usually a, a pretty solid number. Um, so now you have it built into the contract that your investment is going to increase. But let's say they push back on that and say, no, we're really comfortable with $20,000, just that flat amount. Okay. <clears throat> Do you now have this, have the opportunity to maybe move them into some different assets? such that the investment level remains the same because that's where they're comfortable. That's what's kind of, you know, in their, in their minds uh, or in their budgets, that's where they are comfortable being. But can you, can you flip them over into something a little bit different or can you tweak maybe some of the activation that's being done so that while the $20,000 gross investment remains the same, the actual net return to your organization is actually increasing. So before we dive any further, let's, let me get your feedback on that is just in terms of assessing the situation. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing is, is I totally agree with you with, um, you know, as far as, uh, I totally agree with you as far as assessing the problem, right? Like why, why are they not increasing their investment? A lot of times what I've seen just on the activation side, because obviously our activations are sometimes a way to get over partnership plateau is really understanding, okay, maybe they're only spending 20,000 a year for rink board signage because they think it's cool. It's a little bit of an ego purchase um, and they want to be associated with the team. Sometimes let's say if that's a car dealership and you come back to them and say, hey, look, I know you've spent 20000 for the last you know, X amount of years. I would love to get you activated on a trivia on you know, some sort of boothing because I know your goal is to you know, build relationships and earn leads. Um, so I think you know, the spot on of just really understanding, hey, like why, why is it? $20,000. And I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but almost coming uh, directly to um, to the sponsor and just saying, look, what, what's the reason why you wouldn't want to increase this with us? And really almost yeah. pushing on, you know, pushing on that problem and almost making it a little bit painful for them to get to hopefully an answer of, well, look, we don't think the ROI is, you know, worth much more than 20000 that we can spend. Yeah. Well, and, and you use the word painful there, and I think that that's uh, <clears throat> oftentimes the situation in these negotiations is we as the sellers don't want to make it painful, uncomfortable, 
you know, for ourselves by asking for more money, <clears throat> nor do we want to make it painful or uncomfortable for the for the buyer by putting them in a position of, you know, needing to increase their their investment. Um, but again, the, the key thing you got to remember, and I think part of the way that you sit down across the table with your with your prospect or your sponsor, you know, is saying, look, in your business, no matter what it is, you know, car dealership or restaurant or, or you know, nail salon, I don't care what any business is looking to not just grow their um, revenues, their top line, but grow their bottom line, grow their grow their margins and, and their net profit. Say, you know, look, you, you're you're working to sell more cars, you're working to move more iron here to 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 increase your sales. I'm in the same business, you know. It's a little bit different on on my side with the with the um, kinds of assets that you have and sponsorships and things like that. But you know, the bottom line. And I think your sponsor will understand this is is it's business, and you're trying to grow your business, and I think that they will be respectful of that. I think that one of the honest questions that you can ask is, you know, are you is, is there is there something more? If I were to bring something additional to the table that's really attractive, would you consider increasing your investment? I mean, that's a real non-threatening because, you're not asking to increase the investment just because you're not saying, well, you know, <clears throat> um, you know, we're going to, we're going to ask for 10% more this year just because, but if you were to sit down and say, you know, if I bring you something that would be of real, uh, value, uh, very attractive to you as part of this partnership, would there be an opportunity to grow the investment? And, you know, that's, a double-edged sword. They may say, no, we're just happy where we are at $20,000. That's what we feel the value is. That's where, you know, that's the amount that I can uh, push through without getting, uh, you know, eight different uh, people in the accounting department to sign off on this thing. And if that's the case, then, okay, you got a decision to make. Do you, do you just go with what you've got? And as I say, keep the investment, keep the gross investment the same, but, but look to switch some things around a little bit so that you're actually netting more. Or, you know, do you, do you go out there on the limb and ask the follow-up question and just say, well, tell me, you know, if we were to put something uh, additional in front of you, what kinds of things are important to you? What are the, what are the types of opportunities that you're looking for? And that, that's a good conversation just to have anyway. Uh, no matter where you are with with a, a partner, whether it's a, a prospect or a, or a long-term partner, you want to do it in such a way that you're not trying to say that you don't value their loyalty if they've been with you for several years, but they got to understand they're in business too. They get it. Um, you know, you're looking for ways to, to grow your revenue. And, and if you're in a commission situation, grow your income, <clears throat> just have that conversation and say, what are the kinds of things that we're not doing that maybe we could be doing that would be of interest to you to take a look at that would help us grow this partnership? Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious on your answer for this. I love that question of, hey, what opportunities are you looking for? Because obviously a lot of CMOs, that might change year to year, right, of their goals or what they're, you know, what they're looking to accomplish. But um, do you, and we've talked about this in the past for prospecting, but 
before you ask that question, do you, would you suggest going again, going to their website, seeing that they have a product launch coming out, seeing that maybe their community, uh, they have a lot of community programs and then maybe pre-suggesting some items uh, just to open up yeah. some more of the, that bucket of, of yeah. revenue or, or budget? Well, you always want to be armed with, <clears throat> with as much information as you can, as you can have. So, and, and, you know, the old saying is don't, don't ask the question for which you don't already either know the answer or have a pretty good idea of the answer. So if you were to say, um, look, is there something that we could bring to you that would be of, of additional value and, and interest that would increase your investment? For example, I see that, you know, you guys have launched a new website or you're spending a lot of time on e-commerce and digital types of opportunities. Um, that's not currently a part of our partnership, or maybe it's a very small part of your partnership. Is that something that we could uh, prepare uh, an opportunity for you to add that to your partnership with us and, and just float that trial balloon and, and see what they say? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think the answer to that question is clearly as, as much as you possibly can uh, come to the table or come to the discussion uh, already armed with as much intel and as much background and some ideas, whether it's specific to that partner or maybe something that you've seen uh, another partner, uh, either with your team or a different team or a whole different sport uh, that's been been very successful. So, you know, you're coming with, with ideas. You're not just saying, we want you to spend more just because, even though, frankly, you do need to be <laughs> thinking about that. But you're, you're also saying, if I can justify for you the additional increase, is this something that you'd be willing to look at? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's from based on what you're saying and kind of what I've seen, too, is it's almost a mix of curiosity and context, right, of really trying to understand, hey, what's your goal? What are you spending on? What are your marketing goals? But then, two. I think one of the more important part is, you know, not mm. just putting assets into a package with more signage just to try and get them to increase their spend and yeah. really giving context. I you know we, <clears throat> back when I sold restaurant ads, we did up our cost every year and it drove me crazy because clients would ask me, Hey, why is this more than last year? Did you print more books? Are you reaching more people? Are we going to get bigger yep. pictures? And, you know, my answer kind of just had to be, we just increased our prices based on the value that we give. And I'll tell you, nothing was easier for a client, maybe first year on the edge for them to just, you know, totally drop the investment. What I started to learn to have to do is say, mm -hmm. well, look, we're increasing our prices because, you know, our, our value is definitely there. What I would love to do, is you've you know spoken about wanting to be a bigger presence in Northwest Portland uh, and being that restaurant. Could could we get you up to a half page where we promote this and this part of your restaurant? And again, it yeah. kind of puts that context into why you're going to spend more, as opposed to just, hey, look, you know, it's we're increasing our price and it's going to cost more. Right. I think um, I think that's kind of the creativity part in sponsorship and advertising selling that we need to do is really understand why am I increasing the price on you 
uh, and how is it going to benefit you so that when you make that investment that it's actually going to be worth that increase of investment rather than I'm just buying it to stay locked in kind of to this partnership. There's two words here that I think that, that it's always helpful to kind of keep in mind uh, as part of this evaluation and part of this discussion too. The first word is leverage and the second word is justification. And I think that they are uh, two things that you need to take a look at when you are examining your current relationship with this partner, uh, number one, and in particular, as you are trying to, and I don't want to say force the issue, but as you were trying to push this, this increase forward. So, you know, the first one is leverage. And, and I think we've got a pretty good definition of leverage. And it's basically, you know, who's, who's in control? Who's kind of got the upper hand here? Um, you've got to take a look at, at uh, you know, what category is this sponsor in? Are there other opportunities uh, for, for a partner in this particular category, or are there not? Is it pretty limited? And you don't want to be too crass about the whole thing. And you don't necessarily want to have it all be about, I'm going to drop the hammer on you because I got the leverage here, but you do have to can take that kind of take that into consideration. And then the second word, like I said, is justification. <clears throat> not only what is your justification as a, uh, as a seller, for asking for this increase, but how can you help the buyer justify to themselves or to any other people within their organization who are going to need to review and sign off on this? Um, how, how, can, how can you justify this increase? Is it because, as you said, you're printing more books, you're, you're reaching a bigger audience? Um, you know, is it because you're adding assets? Is it because you're taking existing assets and moving them into more prominent areas? I mean, you just have to sort of take a look at it on, on the justification side, not only for, from your selling point of view, how am I and why am I justified in asking what I'm asking for, but also from the buyer's point of view, how can I help them justify either in their own mind or within their organization why this increased investment is a good thing? Exactly. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, I had totally forgotten about the leverage piece. I mean, to be honest, you're right. If there's not a lot of other options out there, especially if they really want to reach this certain customer, then, you know, that might be enough to increase it, right? That might be enough justification to increase their spend of they don't want to lose this spot because they have other, um, you know, competitors, whatever it may be that could come in on that side. But I, yeah, I think justification is so powerful. It's whenever prices are increased in all of business, the first question is going to be asked is why. And I think the biggest thing is you have to prove the value is going to be a greater return than obviously the cost that it's bringing. And, you know, that's a, a big reason why you can't just go into that, you know, partnership meeting and say, Hey, look, we're going to increase these prices or Hey, look, we're going to increase this price, but we're going to give you two more rank boards. Um, if that doesn't bring the value toward, you know, whatever their goal may be, that's just going to backfire mm. you and not allow you to kind of close yeah. that. And to be honest, correct me if I'm wrong, if you go, come about it the wrong way of increasing price, it also hurts the relationship toward any sort of future business um, as you kind of go through this, right, Rich? 
I'm sorry, you kind of broke up there on my phone. Could you say that again, Nick? Yeah, I was just, I was just saying, you know, a big piece of this too is as you're getting into the partnership plateau, if you're just increasing prices, you're also going to hit a point where you're hurting the relationship in the long run. Um, yeah. You know, without that justification, because mm-hmm. a partner is going to start to think, hey, is this really, you know, are they really looking out to help our company grow? with these sports fans, or are they just looking, you know, uh, as us as a line item on their revenue? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, and you do have to take that into, into consideration. Is this just a transactional piece of business or, you know, are we trying to build and maintain a, a strong relationship here? And I would argue that in the world of, of not just sports and, and event marketing, but in the world of media these days, um, the importance of those relationships has never been better just simply because the number of options that are available to, uh, to the, to the buyer, to the customer, uh, have never been greater. Uh, you know, these days we've gone from, you know, just look at the last 40 years and, and in particular in the last 10 years, how the media landscape has changed. You went from like four TV stations in a given market to now 250 channels uh, and and more via streaming and all that kind of thing. I mean, consumers have choices. Well, same thing for those advertisers. They they can pick and choose where it is that they want to go. The events and the sports <clears throat> that really uh, check the right boxes for them, whether it's the target audience that's delivered, whether it's opportunities to build in um, philanthropy and community impact, things like that. So as I say, more and more these days, um, people and organizations and teams, I mean, look at it from the sports point of view. How many point, how many sports right now truly have unmatched, you can't top this sort of leverage when it comes to working with sponsors. I would argue the NFL, they're the top of the heap. Okay. They're, they're the number one. There is nobody bigger than the national football league right now. Aside from them, everybody else, there are choices. (laughs) Okay. So on the one hand, it's good to be King, but on the other hand, um, I don't think you ever want to take your, your situation for granted and for everybody else who is not, uh, one of the, what is it? 32 NFL franchises. Um, you got to understand that, that there are options, there are choices, and that's where the relation side of things, the relationship side of things is really, really key. So circling back to your point here. Yeah, absolutely. You never want this just to be something where you're saying, Hey, I'm, I'm giving you this price in, just because I'm giving you this price increase and take it or leave it. You got to know what's, you know, what's my leverage here in this situation. Uh, and, and more importantly, I think, uh, what's my justification both for myself to ask for this and for the, for the consumer or the, the prospect or the customer rather, uh, what's their justification for agreeing that this increase is warranted. Yeah. And I mean, kind of to close this off, what one of my sales managers always said to me was the person you're selling to 
most of the time they have a boss, meaning if they're a, you know, a marketing manager, they have a CMO. If they're a CMO, they have a CEO. And you know, you have to give them enough ammo to justify continuing to spend you know, with, with your team. Um, yeah. that exactly that, right. It's, it's, you have to, you have to create something to get out of that plateau. That's going to justify why should I increase my spend with them? Because that person yep. may have to justify that to their boss, um, as they kind of look through the line items and see where they're spending each year. The, 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 the two phrases or the two quotes that I would close this out with number one, don't forget people buy stuff from people they like and trust. And as long as you are being likable and trustworthy, and part of that trustworthiness is the justification portion of the of the ask for the increase here, um, you you'll be fine. But remember, you got to have that trust thing, and it has to be able to justify, uh, you know, what it is that you're asking for. So that's quote number one. Um, people buy stuff from people they like and trust. Second quote is if you're standing still, you're going backwards. So you got to keep in mind that if this sponsor's investment is at 20,000 bucks year after year after year, or whatever the number is, um, you're not just standing still. You're actually going backwards because the cost of everything surrounding that partnership is, is probably increasing. So um, if you can't bake that increase into your partnership agreement, <clears throat> at least look for ways to either grow in a justified way the investment for the current assets or, uh, you know, take a look at the assets that you are offering and see if there is something that you can do, maybe shifting around a little bit to move them into some other assets with bigger margins, bigger net margins. Because, again, it's, it's as I have told my kids, for example, it's not what you make, it's what you bring home, it's what you keep. And so it's not just the, the, the dollar sign on your check. You know, people, people look at that and uh, say, oh, well, you know, I'm making, look how much money I'm making. Okay, but, you know, you got uh, this, uh, this is coming out for taxes, and this is coming out for your car payment, and this is coming out for your house payment. And what's left? Well, as I say, in business, as in your personal life, the cost of doing business, the cost of everything keeps going up and up and up. So you got to find ways to ask for and justify increases from your sponsors every single year. Exactly. Well, thanks so much, Rich, for that insight. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Well, if you are accessing the Inches podcast through LinkedIn, I am also here on LinkedIn. The name again is Rich Franklin, Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships for Oakview Group the Coachella Valley Arena and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, or if you want to go the uh, direct route and reach out to me via email, my email address is rfranklin, all one word, rfranklin at oakviewgroup.com. And I'm Nick Lawson. You're probably seeing this on LinkedIn. So definitely connect with me. As always, we'll give this shout out. Please send us your topics, things you're going through, things you're struggling with in sponsorship. We would love to dive in and go over those as well. But thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in this week. Remember, keep pushing those limits within sports sponsorship.